6.05, and it's hump day. It's Wednesday, the 21st of February. Welcome aboard. It actually felt like, what do you think, Zach? Like the 20th of, uh, I'm going to say April. April, yeah. <laughs> April yesterday. Uh, and it's going to be warmer today, so hopefully you get a chance to get outside and enjoy it. USGA meteorologist Brad Rippey a little later in the show is going to talk about the uh, the above normal temperatures in a big part of the south for the remainder of the month and what it means regarding a record February high temperature nationwide. This is a record setter, buddy. When it's 60 and 70 degrees in the third week of February. Mm-hmm. Mm. What's it going to be in June and July? 125. <laughs> yeah. No, four. <laughs> four. <laughs> I don't know. I talked to my brother yesterday. I said, what, are you driving? He goes, yeah. He said, we're going to Florida for um, for six weeks. I said, you're going the wrong direction. I said, where are you? You're going to have to get the boat. He, he's the one that lives down at the lake. I said, mm-hmm. it's time to thaw or uh, dewinterize the boat. I said, what are you going to Florida for? Well, we figured it'd be cold and nasty right now. So they kind of got cart shot. He said, it may be warmer here on uh, Wednesday and Thursday than it is in Florida. Yeah. I say, looking ahead, the forecast next uh, Tuesday, Wednesday is supposed to be seventy-five. Hot, yeah, hot, yeah. Shoveling snow a week ago. Mm -hmm. You figure it out. (laughs) Ah, you just gotta love that Midwest weather. That's why we live here. Uh, Coming up on seven after the hour, we better head to the newsroom. We got a lot to get to today. We got our another Illinois Farm Bureau report because I screwed up yesterday and played the wrong one. Uh, so uh, we've got a new report from Rita. We'll take a look at what's going on in the markets. And as I said, we'll take a look at that report from Brad Rippey talking about the weather and the temperatures and above normal for the uh, month of February. A lot to get to. Let's get started. What do you got, Zach? Good morning, everyone. We are currently reading 43 degrees outside at 507. Weather and sports are coming up. But first, here's what's happening now. Two men have been charged with murder in last week's shooting after the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Court documents released Tuesday say the men were strangers who pulled out guns and began firing within seconds of starting an argument. Missouri prosecutors said at a news conference that Lindell Mays of Raytown, Missouri, and Dominic Miller of Kansas City, Missouri, have been charged with second-degree murder and several weapons counts. The shooting left one person dead and roughly two dozen injured. Mays and Miller were shot in the melee and have been hospitalized since. Governor Mike Parson is sending more members of the Missouri National Guard to the southern border. Parson announced that 200 members of the Guard and 22 troops with the Missouri Highway Patrol are heading down to the border in March. Missouri has already deployed 250 members of the Guard in Texas. Governor J.B. Pritzker is expected to address what analysts think may be a tight fiscal year in his state of the state address today. Forecasters have predicted the state is on course for a $900 million deficit unless some corrective action is taken. Analysts also predicted the state will wind up with a surplus of $1.4 billion. They say the deficit could result from challenges the state is facing, including the added burden of newly arrived migrants in Chicago and increased costs and group insurance programs. State of the State Address is scheduled at noon. A charge of discrimination has been filed against St. Louis County on behalf of former state senator and representative Maria Chappelle Nadal. More from KTRS's Steve Potter. A statement released Tuesday by her attorney says the county violated the anti-retaliation provision of the Missouri Human Rights Act 
relating to alleged leaks to the media about the 2023 settlement agreement between Chappelle Nadal and the county regarding treatment of her during employment as a legislative assistant to St. Louis County Councilwoman Rita Hurd Days. She contends that during her two years working for the county, she was denied protections provided under the First Amendment and the Americans with Disabilities Act. In a press release, she said she felt compelled to take a stand for herself and others who face abusive work environments and discrimination because of mental health impairments. Chappelle Nadal recently announced her candidacy for the 1st Congressional District in the U.S. House of Representatives. Steve Potter, KTRS News. The Illinois Community College Board has awarded $766,000 to 12 Illinois community colleges to help implement virtual reality equipment into existing career and technical education programs throughout the state. Overall, the funding will allow recipient colleges to purchase VR hardware and software to recruit and instruct students in a variety of workforce training programs for industries including healthcare, criminal justice, and manufacturing. Time now is 510, taking a look at the KTRS forecast today. Cloudy with a high of 70 degrees. Tonight, cloudy with an overnight low of 47. Tomorrow, chance of showers throughout the day with a high of 59. It's currently 43 degrees outside at the Big 550 KTRS. Heading over to the sports desk, St. Louis City SC beat the Houston Dynamo 2-1 in the opening match of the Champions Cup. Rookie Jose Kajima subbed into the game late and scored the winning goal with just minutes left to play. City is home for the MLS opener Saturday against Salt Lake. Mizzou basketball played number five Tennessee tough last night, but lost and faded late in a 72 to 67 loss at home. Tigers now are 0 and 13 in SEC play on the season. Slough basketball trailed. By 15 at the break and lose by the same margin, 81 to 66 on the road. Sincere Parker's three game, Sincere Parker's three game streak of scoring 30 or more ends as he manages only four points on the night. The Blues have placed Scott Perunovich on IR and Justin Falk on long term IR. In a corresponding move, they have called up former first round pick Zach Bolduck, who could make his NHL debut tomorrow night against the Islanders. That'll do it from the Sports Desk. We'll be right back with Farmer Dave. It's another day to be thankful to be in America as the Big 550 KTRS begins another broadcast day. God bless America.
cows. We're remarkable cows. And wherever we go, it's a fabulous show. Oh, you know we are cows. That's right, we're cows. Uh, 5.13 on this Such Wednesday morning, Jack. I was listening to the Mizzou basketball game. Um, yeah, another tough loss last night. Mm. I So I'm... Four minutes into the game, they they take a media. What do they call it? A media break. I yeah, guess that's a yeah. that's a legal name for a timeout for media to, or commercials. Commercial I guess break, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So anyhow, it's one to nothing. Four minutes into a basketball game, <laughs> I'm like beating on the dashboard. Like, is this thing going back in time? Is this what? What is this? Soccer? I, what have, What have <laughs> I tuned into here? Uh, yeah, they're playing Tennessee, who was one of the highest ranked scoring teams. Yeah, they're ranked fifth in the country right now. Yeah, they average like 80 points a game. Mm-hmm. Four minutes in, they haven't scored a basket. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was nothing but turnovers, you know, throwing it away, turnovers, takeaways. I mean, it was, it must have been. I did. I was, like I said, I was, wasn't watching it. I was listening to it on the big 550. But anyway, I thought, you got to be kidding me. But they ended up losing, huh? Yeah, they. Uh, I think they. What I say, they end up losing by just five. So they played them, played them tough. I mean, it seems like most of their games, Mizzou. You know, they're hanging there and hanging in with them, and then losing, losing in the second half. Last game, you know, they played Ole Miss, and they were up by ten late and blew it. And yeah. they were up late against Tennessee and blew it. And yeah. yeah, how can you, how can you lose a game when you're up one to nothing? In four four minutes into the game, and you're up one to nothing, and you lose the game. Come on, I know. Yeah, it was like, oh my gosh, this is not going to be good. So uh, then I had to get out of the truck and didn't hear the rest of the story, as Mr. Paul Harvey would say. Uh, my Altal Crusaders are in the second round of the regionals. They play tonight in Columbia, Illinois, uh, at seven thirty. You going so to that we'll game? Be- yeah, yeah. Seven thirty. You're not going to be getting home till. I'll be crabby tomorrow morning. I'll be crabby. I won't get to bed till probably. Oh my God! It'll be it'll be late. It, it could be like nine or nine thirty before I get to bed. <laughs> it'll be a late night, that's for sure. So uh, anyway, you're looking for something to do. That is tonight uh, at seven thirty in Columbia, Illinois. Uh, let's head over to the markets. Yesterday, we kind of started the new week with a little bit of life, and then it kind of. The kind of the air leaked out of it. They ended up all oh, anywhere from two to four cents higher. Uh, coming out of the three-day weekend, March contract printed a six-cent uh, trading range on the day. Um, USDA reported 155,000 metric ton of new crop corn was sold to Japan in a private export sale there. Um, out of uh, South America, they reduced the estimate for corn production by 3.3 million metric ton. Ag Rural listed the first crop harvest at 59% complete compared to 38% last week and 40% at this time last year. So they're running out well ahead. According to the BAGE, Argentine crop conditions declined last week despite uh, some recent rain activity. Such a drop is not uncommon in the U.S. between July and the end of August. They're seeing it now in their growing season. They rated 27% of their crop as good to excellent. That's down 4% from the previous week. 17% poor to very poor. The same week last year, 45% of the crop was rated poor to very poor. So they're in a little better shape than they were last year. March corn closed at 418 up 2. May closed at 432 up 3 as well. Over on the overnight trade, 
We're giving part of it back. March is down about, uh, we'll call it about a penny lower at 418 off a high of 419. May is at 431 off a penny and a half. September, 449 down a penny and a half. And December at 461. That's down one and three quarters. We gain a little and we give a little of it back. Over on the soybean trade, and we were about six, seven cents higher there yesterday to start the week. Soy meal prices finished the first trading day of the week up by as much as two ninety a ton. Soy oil futures were the complex weak link, but have finished off their lows on Tuesday, sixteen to eighteen points lower. USDA announced a private export sale of two hundred twenty-eight thousand metric tons of soy meal to the Philippines. Uh, Soybean harvest in Brazil remains ahead of last year with 31% of the crop out of the field versus 25% this time last year. Agro reporting harvest, 32% finished in uh, their area. Sassafras has been harvest listed at 30% as of the 16th of February. March beans closed at 1179, up 6. The uh, May closed at 1183, up 7. July beans at 1192, up 7. And a quarter. Giving it all back overnight. March is off six at eleven seventy two. May's down seven at eleven seventy five. November beans at eleven fifty one down six and January trading at eleven sixty two. That's down six cents as well. Uh November twenty five trading at eleven forty one. That's down two and three quarters. Traded sixteen contracts in the overnight trade. Over on the wheat, yeah, it began the week with a Oh, anywhere from a one to three and a half percent value gain in the U.S. futures market. Chicago closed Tuesday up by as much as twenty-two cents. Uh, Japan issued a regular tender seeking one hundred and sixteen thousand metric ton of wheat from the U.S., Canada, and Australia. The Russian ag minister lowered their wheat export tax to three quarter percent. Maybe that'll help things a little bit. March Chicago Board of Trade closed at five eighty-two, up twenty-two. May at five seventy-nine, up twenty. And it looks like the uh, March Kansas City week closed at 585, up 18 cents. Over on the overnight, we're giving a little of it back. March is at 580, down two and three quarters. May's at 576, that's down three and a quarter. July new crop, 576, down four. And December at 596, down four and a half cents a bushel. July of 25 closed out yesterday at 616. That was up 13 cents. No trade in the overnight. Coming up on 520 on this Wednesday morning, 21st of February. We'll take a quick break. Take a look at the livestock and a look at the forecast. It's a good one right after this. What if I told you that with one click to Wholesale Siding Depot, that's WSDepot.com, you can view the best selection of windows, doors, siding, and decking products that are durable, up-to-date, and energy-saving that will increase your home's value and comfort. All at wholesale pricing to save your hard-earned money. My grandson Elijah says, Are you kidding me? My name is Julius Krasanik, celebrating 51 years in this industry. Our local and family business is Wholesale Siding Depot. Please visit our website at wsdepot.com. That's wsdepot.com. For name brand windows from Anderson and Viwinko, Certainty Composite and Vinyl Siding, Pro-Via and Masonite Doors, Decking from Azac Envision, Fortress and Trex, We also offer a free contractor referral service to take care of your installation needs. Keep it local and professional. Please visit WSDepot.com. That's WSDepot.com. Almost 521 already on this uh, Wednesday morning. Well, we were talking about the temperatures being up in the 70s coming up 
next uh, the uh, next week, well, you might. I know this is crazy talk. You might think about turning on the air conditioner. What if it don't work? Who are you going to call? You're on the Illinois side of the river. Viviano Heating and Air. Yeah, don't worry about the free. Take care of your furnace, too, because we're not done with it. Trust me. We will need your furnace before it's all said and done, before grass mowing time. But whether you need a whole new system, maybe you need to get yours checked out, why don't you call Viviano Heating and Air? And while you're there, go to the website first. That's a great place to start, vivianoair.com. There's all kinds of details there, how to get a hold of them. And you can even go online there on their website and enroll in the maintenance program. You can become a member of the maintenance uh, program. Which means twice a year, spring and fall. Yeah, it wouldn't be long. They'll be calling you about that air conditioner. They come out. They check out your system. Make sure it's good to go for the upcoming season. Check it out today. Viviano Heating and Air. VivianoAir.com. No better place and no better time to start saving than Neighbors Credit Union. You'll find great rates and flexible terms at Neighbors. You'll also find terrific CD specials. Best of all, your savings are safe, secure, and insured at Neighbors Credit Union, up to $500,000 per individual member. It's super easy to open up an account at Neighbors Credit Union. Stop by one of their eight area branches or visit the website, NeighborsCU.org. That's NeighborsCU.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Additional insurance by ESI. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. Almost 523 forecast coming at you in just a minute. You're heading out the door. Light jacket will get you by. I'm showing 40 degrees here in rural Belleville. Heading over to the livestock trade. Front month feeder cattle futures end of the day near 60 cent uh, under the session high. Uh, fats were stronger in the deferred months with gains as much as 57 cents, though they were down anywhere from 22 to 37 in the front contracts. Uh, not much going on. No sales, mostly for the week so far at the dollar 80 Oklahoma feeder cattle auction review from the USDA had 12,000 heads sold with prices, mostly two to $5 higher. The report showed 67% of the listings were 600 pounds and ups. And 56% of the receipts were steers. USDA box beef prices for Monday afternoon, two ninety seven thirty seven for the choice. That was up 28 cents. Selects were up 42 at two eighty seven eighty two. Federally inspected numbers listed at 125,000. That is for Tuesday. That matched last week, but is 1.2 thousand head behind the same day. Last year, the weekly total was listed at 229,000 head after the President's Day holiday. February cattle closed at 184.40, down 37. April closed at 187.32, down 22. June cattle at 182.95, up 12. March feeders at 251.37, up 35. And April feeders closed at 255.35, up 180. In the pork complex, yeah, traders kind of trying to decide where they want to go with that market. They can't seem to get it headed the right direction. We gain a little momentum in the pork industry, and then all of a sudden they start backing up. Well, yesterday was one of those gains. We gained a little. We were anywhere from 15 to 45 cents higher. USDA's national average base hog price increased another 82 cents to 70.25. Numbers for the week, 490,000 yesterday. That's up from 486 the previous week, and up from the 482 the same day 
last year. The week to date total reaching 980,000 head coming off of the President's Day holiday. Some of the plants were shut down. April hogs closed at 85.67, up 45. May closed at 89 even. That's up 15. And the April pork cutouts closed at 91.50, unchanged on the day. 525, well, it is all about the weather. Zach, it might be time to get the golf clubs out. What do you got? Yeah, it's uh, going to be nice for the next several days. 43 degrees right now. We're reading in Maryland Heights. It's going to be sunny today. 70, right now they're calling for high as 72 degrees today. Mostly cloudy tonight with a low of 54. We are expecting rain showers to start after midnight tonight and continue throughout the day tomorrow. 62 degrees and rainy on Thursday with a low of 40 on Thursday night. Friday, the sun comes back out. 53 degrees the high, partly cloudy Friday night. As we drop back down to 32 degrees for a low on Saturday, sunny with a high of 53 again with a low of 40 on Saturday night. And for Sunday, mostly sunny with a high of 70 degrees. Looking ahead into early next week, mostly sunny and 73 on Monday, low of just 61 degrees on Monday night. And on Tuesday, could see some spot showers throughout the morning, partly sunny by the afternoon, 75 degrees the high on Tuesday. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. Zach, I'm showing Tuesday. Mine is calling for 78 on 70, Tuesday. Mm, 70, I think Wednesday. Let me look ahead here a little bit. Wednesday it's supposed to be, yeah. Cools off a little bit. A little bit, yeah. but still nice. Yeah. Crazy talk. Crazy. Let's see here. we got a minute. Let me, let's me. let kind of go to the – let's check down in the in the south. Is this thing – how far down is this going? Uh, now, this is crazy talk. Oh, Fort Smith, Arkansas, on Tuesday, 83 degrees. In the middle, in the end of February. <laughs> 83 degrees in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Um, Nashville, Tennessee, what are they going to have next week? Um, they're only showing a high of 70 in Nashville, oh, Tennessee. It's yeah. like the Arctic down there. Yeah, what's this about? Uh, let's see here. Let's check on our friends over in. So how's Salisaw, Oklahoma? They're going to be at 83 on Tuesday as well. That's not very far from Fort Smith. Stephenville, Texas, the home of the Cowboys. Sunday, 84. Monday, 89. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday, 86. And then next Wednesday, 68 degrees. 23-degree drop between Monday and Wednesday for highs. Gosh, crazy time of the year. Uh, on that weather. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. It is subject to change. There's no doubt about that. We'll take a quick break for the news. We'll take a look at the weather. We've got our Illinois Farm Bureau report and some of the news in the world of agriculture right after this. With Farm Credit, I've always had great luck having a good line of communication and anytime we have an issue, getting answers. John Hannon, first-generation farmer. Uh, Going out on your own like that, it, it was a big risk. Start off with very few acres, really not enough to pay the bills. Your biggest fear is, you know, in the springtime, you're you're borrowing thousands of dollars every day, and you have no idea what you're really going to get back out of it. I worried about stuff well out of my control, and the only thing that did give me any ability to relax was knowing I did have a good crop insurance program behind me. Farm Credit, they have a lot of willingness to work with me directly on what works on my farm specifically. I've never felt like they've just shown up and been like, well, this is what we've done with the last 10 guys. So this is what we're going to push for you. For a complimentary policy review, contact a local Farm Credit Illinois crop insurance agent and customize the coverage on your farm today. 
Join your St. Louis Symphony Orchestra and the In Unison Chorus for a -a one-of-a-kind celebration of Black History Month. Featuring Grammy and NAACP Image Award-winning vocalist B.B. Winans. Don't miss this joyful celebration of unity, freedom, and black musical expression. February 23rd at Stiefel Theater. Tickets at slso.org. Are you living with joint pain? Living with chronic or severe hip or knee pain should not mean giving up the things you love. Pain from arthritis and joint degeneration can be constant or come and go. It's common for patients to try medication and other conservative treatments to treat their knee or hip pain. If you haven't experienced adequate relief with those treatment options, you may be a candidate for a Mako Smart Robotics partial or total knee or hip replacement, which may provide you with relief from your joint pain. Signature Orthopedics Dr. Christopher Palmer specializes in robotic hip and knee replacements using a minimally invasive technology to provide patients with relief from arthritis and joint pain. Less invasive means less painful and faster recovery times. Learn more at drpalmerortho.com. You don't have to live with joint pain. Go to drpalmerortho.com to learn more and schedule your appointment and get back to the things you love. KTRS St. Louis. We are Mizzou. ABC News. I'm Sherry Preston. The White House says it's preparing major sanctions against Russia for the death of dissident Alexei Navalny. The sanctions are expected to target Kremlin defense industries and other revenue sources. Navalny died in prison Friday. His family claims he was murdered and accuses the Kremlin of covering it up, refusing to release his body. He was a friend and a person who really invested a lot of hope and Navalny's friend is now sharing letters the two recently exchanged. He says Navalny wrote from prison about the conditions he faced, his concern about U.S. politics, and his love of traveling. ABC's Perry Russom in Washington. Federal prosecutors are now saying that the former FBI informant accused of lying about Hunter and Joe Biden, Alexander Smirnov, has admitted that Russian intelligence officials were involved in passing on the information. In Ukraine, Russian forces are launching new assaults and recovering some ground they lost last summer. And two men now charged with murder in last week's shooting at the Super Bowl rally. This is ABC News. Forty-three degrees outside. I'm Zach Bining, KTRS News. Governor Mike Parson is sending more members of the Missouri National Guard to the southern border. Parson announced that 200 members of the Guard and 22 troops with the Missouri Highway Patrol are heading down in March. Missouri has already deployed 250 members of the Guard in Texas. Suspect is in custody after an hours-long standoff in South City. Police say this all unfolded around 7 yesterday morning when U.S. Marshals, along with the assistance of local police, went to arrest a wanted suspect at a home along the 2300 block of Albion. Suspect finally surrendered around noon. Investigators haven't said what the suspect was wanted for, or did they? Nor did they release his name. The arrest of seven men in a Metro East sex trafficking case has been named a highlight of investigations done last year by Illinois State Police. Details from KTRS's Steve Potter. State police have released figures that they say show success in their work last year with other law enforcement groups to combat crime. In this region, the Southern Illinois Drug Task Force and the Southern Illinois Enforcement Group made 121 arrests, seized 42 guns, and over 1,400 pounds of narcotics in 2023. And they name a sting worked by the Metropolitan Enforcement Group of Southwestern Illinois as a highlight of the year's efforts. 
It was last June, with the help of law enforcement agencies in St. Clair County and O'Fallon, Illinois, that a bust of an underage human trafficking ring in the Metro East resulted in the arrest of seven men in the St. Louis area. Illinois State Police say in 2023 they also participated in a number of seminars to educate community groups, schools, and other organizations about the dangers of drugs and human trafficking. Steve Potter, KTRS News. Governor J.B. Pritzker is expected to address what analysts think may be a tight fiscal year in his State of the State address today. Forecasters have predicted the state is on course for a $900 million deficit unless some corrective action is taken. But analysts have also predicted the state will wind up with a surplus of $1.4 billion. They say the deficit could result from some challenges the state is facing, including the added burden of newly arrived migrants in Chicago and increased costs <clears throat> excuse me, in group insurance programs. The state of the state address is scheduled at noon today. The Missouri Public Service Commission is reminding customers to continue preparing for 10-digit local dialing and the introduction of the new 235 area code in the current 573 area code in Missouri. The 10-digit dialing will begin on Saturday. The 235 area code will be added in March as an overlay to the 573 region. An overlay is the addition of another area code to the same geographic region served by an existing area code. An overlay does not require customers to change their existing area code, but does require customers to dial the area code to complete local calls. It is 43 degrees at 534. I'm Zach Binding, KTRS News. You know, it was in 2007 when they came to me and said, would you have a problem advertising for R&R sanitation porta-potties? And I said, sure, no problem. But I didn't even know they needed advertising. Turns out they were in the middle of a porta-potty war. Somebody wanted to put them out of business, and so they needed to advertise. Well, guess what? All these years later, one of our biggest and best supporters is R&R Sanitation Porta-Potties. Why? They're local company, locally owned, locally operated. And yes, even though we joke and we think of them as a porta-potty company, what R&R Sanitation really is a customer service company. Because when you need porta-potties for the events down the street, for the block parties, for the work done on the house, for Mardi Gras, whatever it may be, You want a company you can trust. You want a company that will drop off and pick up in a moment's notice. You got it. R&R Sanitation or R&R Portable Toilets. When they really do want your stinking business, R&R Sanitation or R&R Portable Toilets.com. So you say you crave choices. Have you seen the cafe appliance line? Commercial style ranges, unique food storage options, plus quiet, convenient cleanup. With an abundance of features, plus finishes like white or black matte and stainless steel. And now you can get six different beautiful hardware options. Just as your style evolves, your rooms do too. From changing out throw pillows to adding new art, your home is your canvas. Satisfy your appliance cravings with the cafe line at any of the appliance discounted showrooms. Where, as always... Our savings are your savings. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code RADIO for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's promo code RADIO. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. Coming up on 537 on this Wednesday morning. Zach, before I forget, I want to give a... Shout out to longtime listeners, the Hank Cammer family listening in this morning. Uh, ran into him last night. Said we listen every morning. 
I said, why? <laughs> why do you listen? Uh, always glad to hear from the listeners as uh, you know, we seem to run into them everywhere. And uh, it's always fun to, to run into those folks that listen to the show. What was his name? So, Hank? The ha- Hank Cammers. Hank Cammers. Yeah, Hank Cammers. Yeah, they're out here. They're farmers out here on the, let's see, it'd be on the west side of Belleville. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dave Hank Cammer and his wife. Yeah. Ran into the wife last night. Dave wasn't there. Uh, but anyway, big shout out to those folks. She said, well, we listen all the time. I said, well, glad to hear it. So anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, folks are getting ready to head out the door weather-wise. Light jacket will get them by. What do you got, Zach? 43 degrees outside right now, mostly sunny today. High is 72 degrees. Cloudy start. Clouds roll in later tonight with a low of 54 Rain's going to move in after midnight tonight and early tomorrow morning. High of 62 degrees on Thursday. Showers likely to continue throughout the day tomorrow and move out by tomorrow late afternoon. Low of 40 degrees on Thursday night. Sunny on Friday with a high of 53 and a low of 33 on Friday night for the weekend. Saturday, sunny 53 degrees. Again, the high on Saturday. Warming up to 70 and sunny on Sunday. Then looking ahead into next week, mostly sunny on Monday with a high of 73 and on Tuesday, could see some showers in the morning, partly sunny by the afternoon, and a high of 75 degrees on Tuesday. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. All right, thanks, Zach. Lost a degree. I'm showing 39 here in rural Belleville. Winds are blowing in out of the east at 3 miles an hour. Visibility is at 10 miles, sun up at 644, and sundown this afternoon at 545. Well, USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey talks a little bit about the above-normal temperatures in parts of the country for the remainder of the month and what it might mean regarding a record February high temperature nationwide. That warm weather is going to come roaring back across the south next week, even stronger with widespread 80s in the deep south. And do not be surprised if we head to the very end of February and see some 90 degree plus readings in Texas. So we are heading into spring rather quickly ahead of schedule. And as we progress through the next few weeks, we should see that progression of warmer than average and earlier than average spring conditions expanding first into the central and then eventually the northern United States. You do have to remember we had our warmest December on record to start off winter. And then following a brief cold outbreak in the middle of January, we've gone right back into the record setting warmth for February. Again, a few days left in winter, but it does look like we have a chance at setting our warmest February on record as well. So we may have that winter where we have bookended record warmth in December and February and a very brief winter in between in January. Jack, I'm going out on a limb. I'm still saying we sh- we push a little snow before we mow. You know, um, we did this exact same thing last year. And I was right, wasn't I? No. <sighs> Darn. No. You were not. I thought I, I, thought I nailed that one last year. Mm-mm. It uh, was. I think it was uh, July fourth, and you said that snow was still that spring still, snow I was, was still, still holding, coming holding my ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I still think that we'll have that cold snap. One more round of it uh, before the the daisies come up. But I did know uh, notice that my I've got these uh, in my yard. They've been there forever. Like I don't know. Like the Indians planted them or something. <laughs> Uh, they're the, uh, the surprise lilies mm-hmm. that they just come up and it's like one day they're not there. And the next day they're there. And that hence the name surprise lilies. But anyway, they've been there as long as, as long as we've been here, they were here way before I got here. And 
at one time, years and years and years ago, it might have been when the Indians were here, that there was a sidewalk up to the teepee. And they, uh, the Indian maiden planted these lilies alongside the sidewalk up to the teepee. Well, hence the teepee's long gone. You know, that, mm-hmm. they, they packed that up and moved to St. Louis. Uh, but they left the surprise lilies behind. And one day they're not there, and the next day they're there, and the next thing you know, there'll be these big purple lilies. Boom. Right there. Yeah. And they're up. I don't know if they're confused or if it's a sign of spring. I don't know. We'll wait and see. And, okay, maybe the Indians didn't plant them. I made that part up. Oh, you had me fooled. I know it. I know it. There you Mm -hmm. go. Uh, Gas prices, have you noticed, have gone up a little bit in the last uh, few days. Uh, It's the fourth straight week that gasoline prices have gone up. And you know what they're blaming it on? The summer blend. Oh, yeah. We got to... The summer blend's coming. The refiners have to charge more for this summer blend. Gas went up about 8.7 cents uh, from a week ago. Average now is 3.26 a gallon. Uh, that is 16 cents higher than a month ago, but 11 cents per gallon lower than a year ago. The national average diesel price increased 10 cents last week and stands at 409. That's 38 cents lower than a year ago. Gas Buddies Patrick DeHaan says one of the most critical elements to how much gas prices will climb is how quickly and effectively refiners can finish their pre-summer maintenance, start producing EPA-mandated summer gasoline, and build up the supply of it before Memorial Day. Uh, crude oil is running right around at $80, its highest level since November. U.S. retail gasoline demand saw an increase of 0.7% for the week, ending the 18th of February. Summer blend, buddy. They always got something to blame it on. Summer blend. Uh, 542, we'll take, almost 543, we'll take a real quick break. We'll come back with another edition of the Illinois Farm Bureau Report right after this. The IRS definitely ramped up operations since the pandemic slowed them down, and activity only increases from here. Hi, this is Lance Story with the Lance Story Law Firm. If you're currently under audit or you haven't paid your taxes in the past, now's the time to call the Lance Story Law Firm. The IRS has a published Taxpayer Bill of Rights, which says you have the right to retain legal representation. Because IRS problems are legal problems, and the Landstory Law Firm focuses specifically on addressing IRS issues for our clients. It's all we do. We get out in front of the IRS, devise the best resolution plan, and work to make sure you're able to take advantage of every program you're qualified to receive. So before you send money to some out-of-town, high-pressure company, call the Landstory Law Firm. We're local, located right here in St. Louis, or Visit LanceDRURYLaw.com to schedule your free consultation with your local tax resolution law firm, the Lance Story Law Firm, 314-260-6120. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. 544 on this Wednesday morning. Well, we were talking about the weather breaking, and oh, yeah, the farmers will get nervous and ready to go. Then you start worrying about the weather, yeah, whether it's going to hold while you get planning done this spring, and Oh, yeah, the bills for the seed and the fertilizer, and we're just talking about the price of diesel fuel going up. All that sound familiar to your operation? Well, if you're a farmer or farm family member in need of some support, you can call the helpline today. You're feeling overwhelmed. You're feeling hopeless sitting at the breakfast table wondering if you can get through another day. Call the helpline. They're there for you. 833-FARM-SOS. Your confidential support 
from experts who understand the pressure of grain and livestock farming. They know what you're going through, and there's no cost to call. Yep, everyone needs someone to talk to. And as I said, if you're a farmer or a farm family member in need of some support, call the helpline today, 833-FARM-SOS. That's 833-327-6767. Brought to you by the Farm Family Resource Initiative in partnership with SIU Medicine. Do you or a family member have health care coverage through Missouri Medicaid or Mo Health Net? The Family Support Division is required to make sure everyone still qualifies. You may need to take action to avoid losing coverage. Check your mail for notices from the Family Support Division and visit mydss.mo.gov forward slash renew to create an account on the new benefit portal and to check renewal dates. That's mydss.mo.gov forward slash renew. This message is sponsored by the Missouri Department of Social Services. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. Hello from the Illinois Farm Bureau in Bloomington. I'm Rita Frazier with the RFD Radio Network in with Kevin Simlo, Illinois Farm Bureau Executive Director, Governmental Affairs and Commodities. Talking about the bill introduction process in Springfield, it did not disappoint. It seems like the numbers were definitely there. There's always plenty of great ideas, and they're introduced in the bills all the time. A lot of those bills we don't like, so uh, we may not think they're great ideas. But, yeah, we saw uh, approximately about 2,800 bills introduced here in the last several weeks. A little less than we probably have seen in the past years, but I think with the with the truncated session that we're going to see for the General Assembly, that's plenty of bills for them to, to work on. Plus, there's holdovers bills from last year that can still alive in the process that they'll bring up. How do you take those bills? You mentioned, okay, so 27, 2,800. How do you take those, you and your team, and you know dissect them, read through them? What's the process? It's a... Very detailed process. Starts with every bill is introduced. Um, the state legislative staff on our team uh, looks at each bill. Uh, they assess them to see if they may have an impact on agriculture, on rural life, on our policies, or previous positions. Uh, we take those and then we assign them to specific individuals in the Governmental Affairs and Commodities Division that are experts in their specific areas. Transportation goes to Mr. Knittel, our transportation guy. We've got an environmental team. They look at the environmental bills. Uh, livestock goes to Tasha Bunting. So we split those up. And then each of those individual staff analyzes those bills in detail. And then they put a summary together. And then uh, that process is then forwarded back to the state legislative team. And the state legislative team analyzes bills too. Uh, they have their areas of expertise. Then uh, Chris Davis, our new director of state legislation, takes those compiles all those, and then puts them in a report, and we give them to a committee of the board, the Illinois Government Committee, which serves as our legislative committee. And every Monday, that group gets together, and they review those bills, and they give us our recommended positions. We send them the detailed packet with the analyses on Friday afternoon. They read them over the weekend, and then Monday they hit the ground running, and they give us those positions. We try and keep those up to date so that we can always make sure that we're getting positions into the system in Springfield very quickly. A lot of organizations drag their feet because their board doesn't meet except once a month. Ours doesn't either, but we set this process up so that that Illinois Government Committee, which is five IA board members who are elected from the membership, review those, and they give us uh, our our positions to go forward. Then once a month, the board sits down and reviews those actions and then uh, codifies them. And every once in a while, you know, they say, oh, we don't quite agree with what the committee uh, came up with. We want to change your position. They make that recommendation, and we change position, and we go and implement that in Springfield. What a job, a big job, but you guys are moving fast. 
Uh, there are 471 bills that we've identified as bills that we probably need to do detailed analyses on, and we're working on those right now. And hopefully over the next week to two weeks, we'll get through most of those, hopefully at least in a summary uh look at them and get those positions uh, into the to the legislative committee, the Illinois Government Committee, and they give us our, our marching orders to go forward. You always point out, which, which you did very well, the Illinois Government uh, Committee, the board, going back to that grassroots and uh, leadership-driven uh, process. Yes, it's absolutely. It's it's a farmer leaders taking those positions on those bills and giving them to us, and then we just go and implement them. It's great that we've got our policy book that gives us some great outlines on many of those bills, but there are some we don't have policy on. And then the board members really really have to sit and think and go, okay, how does this affect agriculture and farmers and what does that mean? And uh, they, they take a take a really hard look and serious uh, look at those things. Back to Illinois and farmers getting into the, the spring season, you know, not too far away from spring planting. So all of this has to kind of, you know, move along and then that communication between that process and members. Yeah. I mean, the next process is, is as the bills move through, those of key interest, um, our state legislative uh, team puts together. If you're an FBAC member, uh, uh, you'll get an update called Quick View, which is a state legislative update. If you're not an FBAC member, just give us a call and we'll get you signed up and you'll get on those lists for action requests and, and legislative updates. But what it does do is, is it gives a summary of those high ticket items. Now, there's always other bills out there, but I always look at the legislative process as kind of a filter, a sieve, all at the same time. And a lot of issues get introduced, but just through timing and pressure, a lot of those issues go by the wayside. And we really focus on those key issues that have some momentum, and we really focus on those. Kevin Simlo, Illinois Farm Bureau, where it's all about farm, family, and food. I'm Tony Graves, a third-generation dairy farmer and the treasurer of the Illinois Milk Producers Association. Me and my family, we milk cows and raise hay and grain at our Richland County farm. I believe Illinois agriculture is stronger in part because of our state's robust livestock industry, which provides market opportunities that keeps farmers farming and allows future generations to remain in their communities. As we recognize the contribution livestock brings today and look ahead to the future, it is critical that each of us lend our support to this important industry. As always, great job, Rita, and uh, update on what uh, is going on, and uh, you feel confident, confident that your Illinois Farm Bureau is keeping a pulse on those bills as they come down, as we heard in the report, that they they analyze each and every one of them. They take a look at them. If they involve agriculture, they're on it. So uh, great, uh, great job. Uh, Rita with that report. 551, let's head back over to the weather desk. Folks getting ready to make plans for the rest of the week. What do you got, Zach? 43 degrees outside right now. Mostly sunny today. High of 72 degrees. A low of 54 overnight tonight. Rain expected to move in after midnight tonight and continue throughout the day tomorrow. High of 62 degrees on Thursday with a low of 40 on Thursday night. Sunny on Friday with a high of 53. Partly cloudy Friday night and a low of 33 degrees Friday night. Sunny on Saturday. Again, the high right at that 53-degree mark and a low of 41 Saturday night. Then for Sunday, mostly sunny with a high of 69 degrees. Monday, sunny with a high of 73 and warming up on Tuesday with a high of 75. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. All right. Thanks, Zach. Yeah, I'm showing 39 degrees here in rural Belleville. That wind continues to come in out of the east at 3 miles an hour. Humidity is at 73%. Visibility at 10 miles. Sun up at uh, 644 and sundown this afternoon at 545. Well, as we said earlier, what about that furnace? What about the air conditioner? 
it's that time of the year you start to flip that switch back and forth. One day you might need the air. Next day you need that furnace again. You're on the Illinois side of the river. It's not working. Who are you going to call? Viviano Heating and Air. I don't know why you haven't already called them. Why don't you sign up for the maintenance program? Have peace of mind. They'll call you. They'll say, hey, time for us to come out and check out that air conditioner. Warm weather's coming. We'll be by to check it out for you. Then in the fall, they come by and take a look at that furnace and get you ready to go. And you have that peace of mind that when you flip the switch, it's going to fire up. Check it all out at VivianoAir.com. Great place to start. Get the phone number. You can even uh, make an appointment online. You can sign up for the maintenance program there as well. Check it out today. Viviano Heating and Air. VivianoAir.com. That's VivianoAir.com. 2024 is really adding up this month at Renewal by Anderson. First, get 24% off all Renewal by Anderson energy-efficient windows and doors. The Fibrex windows that are two times stronger than vinyl and come in nine exterior colors. Then take advantage of zero down, zero interest, and zero payments for 24 months. That's serious savings in 2024. Only at Renewal by Anderson. For your free in-home consultation, call 1-877-WINDOWS or visit rbastl.com. When you go and get your car washed, do you really care which car wash you go to? Yes, because not all car washes are created equal. Country Club Car Wash is the local family-owned and family-operated car wash since 1989. All these other ones that are popping up, they're all run by out-of-town hedge funds. Keep it local. Keep it great. Touchless car washes. No brushes. Inside and out. Five area locations. Country Club Car Wash or cccwstl.com. From ABC News, Wall Street now. After a long holiday weekend, investors returned to the trading floor with profit-taking in mind. The Dow slipped 64 points Tuesday to close at 38.564. The S&P fell six-tenths of one percent. The Nasdaq gave up nine-tenths. Speaking of the Dow Jones Industrial Average, Walgreens is being knocked off that listing of 30 closely-watched stocks. The pharmacy chain recently had a three-for-one stock split. It's being replaced on the Dow Index by Amazon. Walmart is seeing brisk business again. The retailer says sales rose 4% in the last quarter, but for the first time in two years, shoppers spent less per trip, due in part to slowing inflation. The company now warns that revenue growth could slow down this year. Competition is heating up in the electric vehicle market, and tire kickers could reap the rewards. Ford has slashed the sticker price of its Mustang Mach-E by as much as $8,000 as it tries to catch up with Tesla, the leading EV builder in America. Jim Ryan, ABC News. And it looks like the market's off about 83 points in the overnight trade. Well, Zach, you know this warm weather. You know what's going to be the next talk. Fruit trees and stuff mm. starting to bloom out. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Then they're going to freeze. Well, our buddy Brad Rippey talks a little bit about how the warmer weather could impact some fruits and small grains. From an agricultural standpoint, that does have implications or at least potential implications for small grains as well as blooming fruit crops. You do have to consider the fact that these crops as well as some of the grasses are moving along at a pace that's a week or two at least ahead of schedule. And that does open up the possibility that we could see damaging spring freezes even with a normal spring freeze. And certainly if we had a sharp or later than average cold outbreak, that is a concern for things. Things like winter wheat in the south, blooming fruit crops, as well as ornamentals, all of which can be pushed along by this warm spring weather. So there you go. That'll be the next thing we start to hear about. We'll be blooming fruit trees and the wheat coming out of dormancy. And 
Yeah, then is there another cold snap still coming our way? Well, stay tuned. There'll be film at 11. Uh, let's wrap up the markets as we uh, head to the McGraw Show. We are coming in, uh, we're going to call it about a penny, penny and a half lower in the corn trade this morning. After we uh, gained a little yesterday, giving it back, March is down about, uh, we'll call it about a penny lower at 418. May's at 430. That's down one and a half. September's at 449, down one and a half. And December's at 461. That's down one and three quarters as well. Over on the bean trade, well, we're six, seven cents lower there in the nearby, eight lower in the new crop. March is at 11.73. That's down the six off a high of 11.79. May at 11.76, down seven and a half. November new crop, 11.51, down six. It was at 11.58. January's at 11.62. And that is down six cents, about four off of the overnight high. Over on the wheat trade, big gains yesterday, giving some of it back this morning. March at four at five seventy nine. That's down three in July. New crop at five seventy five, down four and three quarters. Uh, that music means we're out of here. McGraw's in the wings. He's ready to go. We'll keep an eye on the markets. Have updates at ten and twelve. And with any luck at all, we'll all be back together tomorrow morning at five. Enjoy the weather. Have a great day. Here's why everyone's wrong. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by NetSuite. Own a business? Visit NetSuite.com slash Kim today and get NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free. Meet New York Magazine financial journalist Charlotte Cowles, smart with a bit of that New York tune, and out $50,000. She's gone public with her story. A phone scan began with a caller posing as an Amazon agent who claimed that Cowles' Amazon account was being charged thousands in unauthorized purchases at that very moment. Cows denied the purchases and was transferred to someone posing as a Federal Trade Commission agent, then to another, claiming to be from the CIA. She was convinced that by withdrawing $50,000 of her own money to give to the scammers, she could help catch and arrest the bad guys. Americans lost $9 billion to this sort of thing last year. Remember, the phone calls are phony. Just weeks left in my $1,000 laptop giveaway. You could win it. Enter now at commando.com slash win.